My name is Sierra McLaughlin, and I'm going to be talking about the Casey Anthony case. So the Casey Anthony case was a huge case at the time that it was happening. I mean, pretty much people from all over the U.S. were following this case. It was huge. Um, It was in magazines. It was everywhere. And it even got so big that people actually ended up selling tickets into the courtroom to watch the trial for this case. So this was a really, really big case, and it was really closely followed by everyone. So this case involves Casey Anthony. It also involves the daughter of Casey, Kaylee Anthony, and Casey Anthony's parents, Sydney and George Anthony. So a little background on Casey. Casey was a partier. She was very social. She was very outgoing. And she actually ends up getting pregnant with Kaylee when she is 19. And it was actually unclear who the father of Kaylee was at the time. So all of this being very stressful for a 19-year-old, Casey originally wanted to give up Kaylee for adoption, but was actually convinced otherwise by Sydney Anthony, um, Casey's mother, Kaylee's grandmother. So this eventually leads to Sydney and George being very involved in Kaylee's life and the pregnancy. Kaylee is very important to Sydney and George as she is their granddaughter and they're very close with her. So in 2008, Casey and Sydney actually get in a really big argument about Casey's parenting and this argument causes Casey to leave with Kaylee. After Casey leaves, um, um, about a month passes without talking to Sydney and George. And on July 13th, George and Sydney get a letter in the mail that Casey's car had been towed. So they go to pick up the car from her. And when they pick up the car, they have said that the car smelled like a decomposing body. But at the time, they weren't as panicked about it because they didn't have really have any reason to believe that something was wrong. But as it would with anyone, this obviously causes a little bit of worry. So on July 15th, two days later, Sydney calls Casey and asks if she can pick up Kaylee, spend some time with Kaylee, and talk to Casey because they hadn't seen each other or spoken in about a month. And Casey agrees to do this. So her and Sydney meet up and they drive around for quite a bit of time before... Uh, Kaylee actually turns to Sydney and admits that Kaylee had been missing for 31 days. So, obviously, as anyone would be, they, um, so for this 31 days, Casey had been telling everyone that Kaylee had been staying with a nanny by the name of Zanita Fernandez Gonzalez. She tells the police that Kaylee's missing... The car smells like a decomposing body, pretty much just tells them everything that she knows at the time. So this raises a lot of questions as to what Casey was actually doing during the time that Kaylee was missing. Like what was going on during this 31 days? What was she doing? And why didn't she report uh, her missing child to the police sooner? So Casey's reasoning for not initially reporting Kaylee missing was actually that she was afraid that the nanny would harm Kaylee if she were to report. Turns out that while Kaylee was claiming to do these things, she was also partying, staying with her boyfriend, and she even got a tattoo that read Beautiful Life. So Casey tells the detectives that Kaylee was taken by this so-called nanny, 
And she also told detectives that she worked at Universal Studios. And she actually took detectives to Universal Studios, walked them around blindly before she admitted that she was unemployed and that she had worked at Universal Studios, but hadn't worked there for years. So as this, as is, as it is proved that she is lying about this, this actually raises a lot of question as to what else she had lied about, how true the information that she had given prior to this was. Because a lot of people that knew Casey had told people that she was actually known for lying. She was a pretty big liar. Had had the ability to come up with large, believable lies pretty quickly. So, um, another thing that is pretty relevant to this case was that after a dog and an air test were conducted on the trunk of Casey, on of Casey's car, it actually came back that there was evidence of a decomposing body in Casey's trunk. In addition, on December 11th, 2008, Roy Kronk, a meter reader, actually went down to a swampy area a few blocks away from the Anthony home to use the bathroom, and he actually ends up finding a trash bag. He takes his stick to the trash bag and ends up finding a skull, and originally he thought this skull was a Halloween decoration, so he puts a stick through the eye of the skull to raise it out of the water to get a better view of it, and there ends up being duct tape over the mouth, so he gets a concerned and contacts the police, and the body ends up being the body of Kaylee Anthony. In addition to the finding of the body, there was also searches from the computer of chloroform and neck snapping. So all of this being, the trial starts in May 2011. Uh, the prosecution argument for Casey was that she wanted to party. She wanted to live the life that she had before she had a child. As she had a child young, she may have felt like she was missing out on stuff. So she used chloroform to suffocate Kaylee and covered the nose and mouth of her with duct tape, which then caused suffocation. And she obviously disposed of the body in the small body of water a few blocks from their home. And the defense argument for Casey was that the Anthonys were abusive and that's how Casey learned to lie. And that's why she lied about this whole thing. And that's why she lied to detectives because she had gotten so used to lying to people, the abuse that she experienced at home. These were the two arguments. So there was a lot of suspicion around the whole swimming pool story because as if a child were to drown in a swimming pool, you would think that the first thing you would do would be to contact authorities to get an ambulance to maybe see if the child was able to seek medical care or be revived. I wouldn't think that if the, if a child truthfully were to drown, that the first thing that the initial reaction would be to cover it up. I feel like the only reason why you would cover up a body would be if you were trying to hide something. So moving on, the jury was made of seven women and five men. And on July 5th, 2011, Casey Anthony was proven not guilty of first degree murder, not guilty of aggravated child abuse, 
not guilty of aggravated manslaughter of a child, but guilty of providing false information to authority. The outcome of this was she ended up receiving four years for lying to police, and people were outraged about this. People were gathering in front of her home, having protests. People were outraged because many believed that she was guilty and that there was a lot of evidence proved that she proving that she was guilty, but obviously the jury thought otherwise. So there was a lot of um, in the media about Casey and it was pretty, her case was pretty unique um, because the media was so involved. On July 7th, 2011, she was released from jail and upon her release, she had to leave like very discreetly because so many people were looking for her and were outraged at what they believed that she did. They took two cars. It is believed that she switched cars so that people couldn't track down where she was going. And now she lives in hiding. There are so many people that are so angry at this case and angry at her. She can't work due to the publicity from this case. She can't work under normal circumstances, I should say. Um, because she currently lives and works with a detective that was on her defense team for her trial. This case has a lot of information that goes into it, and there's a lot to think about with this case. This podcast is sponsored by Grammarly, the new and better way to write papers. No more worrying about silly writing mistakes. Use Grammarly for all of your business writing purposes. Say hello to your 24-7 proofreader. Try it free for 7 days and then it's only $7.99 a month. Ace that exam. Use Grammarly. Thank you for listening to my podcast about the Casey Anthony case. That's all I have for today. Um, thank you and goodbye.